You should listen to our podcast. <laughs> you really shouldn't though. <laughs> because there's some things we've said that I just think he doesn't he shouldn't know. <laughs> right? Welcome to the Suen episode, and this is our 28th episode, um, so we've got two more episodes until our next Devil Trouble. Um, so we are going to do our tarot pool of the day, our affirmations, and then we're going to add a little something. Shit our non-witchy husbands say to us on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and we're doing an affirmation because I don't have a fun fact for you, but I do have this fun, awesome affirmation. Okay. <coughs> so let's see what card we get. So this is the everyday tarot because I cannot find any other full deck of cards. Mm, accurate. And it is the King of Pentacles. Ooh. And it is actually right side up. So um is upright it means wealth business leadership security discipline and abundance yep and uh like i said this one was actually not in a reverse so i'm not going to tell you the reverse um but uh if you do read the cards like i do intuitively take that however you wish all right and our affirmation of the day instead of our fun fact of the day it's from the grimoire for the green witch um a complete book of shadows by Anne mora and it's a daily affirmation so uh i am a witch i am at one with the earth the universe and the divine let this day be free from strife and fear let only joy and love come near with blessings given and received I walk in peace in word and deed, which I just have to love. Um, it is on our Facebook page, though. By the time that this one comes out, it will have been a couple of weeks ago that it's on our um, page. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, no, it is a, it's, it's a nice one. I like that one. Um, and uh, we started this what? random stuff not our non-witchy husbands have said because there have been some funny ones um and this was actually steph's partner's idea and yes, we thought it was. it was actually interesting so we decided to do it so shit my other half has said recently actually within the last week was he often asks me what the fuck is that and usually when i say witchcraft he doesn't push it yeah he doesn't and uh, usually it's just okay so long as you don't turn me into a toad. Mm -hmm. This time it was it was okay. Don't don't turn me into a toad. Um. So I recently was restocking my um my witchy shop um that I have, and to restock I bought a whole bunch of herbs off of Amazon as well as like these small jars for like spell bottles and whatnot and he <laughs> first of all all the flowers that i had in one order came in separate boxes um so he's like he, he looks at me and he's like what have you done 
He's like, why? Where did all of this come from? And I was like, huh? Well, I was restocking the shop. Like I didn't spend a lot of money, no big deal. And then he, I'm separating it into jars to make it uh, look pretty. And he comes up to me and he looks at, uh, I think it was like marigold. And he looks at me and goes, what's that? Marigold flower petals? What do you do with it? It's for spell jars. Oh, that's nice. I know what like that is for spell jars, but like, what once? He's gotten to the point where he has asked for details. And since they're going, please leave me alone. I don't want to explain it to you. Okay? Because then I have to sit there and go, um, and think off this like the top of my head. I don't do well with that. You should listen to our podcast. You really shouldn't though. <laughs> because there's some things we've said that I just think he doesn't he shouldn't know. Right? Um, but like I know it's that one was kind of, that that one was kind of a lame one, but we're gonna do this um every podcast now. And because uh, you know, and we'll have it more planned. <laughs> yeah, uh, this one wasn't planned. This was just like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that the next time we uh... Yeah, and I forgot about it and didn't think about it until Brooke was just like, hey guys, we're gonna do this. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm going to start because I have a little bit about what Halloween is. Uh so we're just gonna kind of do this interchangingly. Yeah. Because I'm gonna do what it is. She's gonna do the history of it. I'm gonna do new practices. And she So I've got like I've got three of Halloween, all Saints Day. And um Halloween comes to the Americas, history of trick or treating, and Halloween. And then I have uh few things that you can do also on Halloween. So mm-hmm. let's do that. So let's start with what? What is Halloween? So Suin is actually the terminology that Steph and I both use. We interchange it with Halloween, but they're kind of different. Yes. Um, so other names for it in uh, Celtic, it's summer's end and it's pronounced so rhymes with now. So sow. Halloween. N Ireland and Sowin. Wales. Um M H in the middle is a W sound. But yeah, super fucking great guys. Uh it's a greater Sabbath, so it's a high holiday. It is a fire festival, uh, October 31st and November 1st in the northern hemisphere and April 30th and May 31st in the southern hemisphere. Um it is the Great Sabbath. Uh Sam Yoon, Sam Samana, Sam Yuen, Sam Fu. Wow. Yuen. There's so many ways to say Say it. it. So Uh, many. So Saminos, Halloween, Hallowmas, All Hallows Eve, All Saints, All or All Souls Day, which is Catholic, Day of the Dead, which is Mexican, Witches New Year. Uh, Trino Simonia, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's the Celtic Druid New Year, Shadowfest or Striga, Martinmas or Old Hallowsmas, which is Scottish or Scottish or Celtic, uh, La Sauna, which is modern Irish, Festival of the Dead, 
Feel mowing, mowing, feel monkfin, which is snow goddess. Hallow tide, which is Scottish uh, Gaelic dictionary. Feast of all souls. No scallon Night of the winter. Uh, Callan, which is Welsh. La Hulini or Hollandide Day. Uh, Sawin or Sawni, which is Manx. Oidichna, hey, Aimulich, the night of mischief, of confusion, Ireland. And Oidwich, Shamna, Scotland. We've probably butchered these names, but like, (laughs) there's the attempt. Yeah, it was attempted. Uh, It's rituals, our end of summer, honoring of the dead. This is a big day for scrying and divination. This is the last and third and final harvest. We've already talked about the first um, and we skip holidays. So there is a second one in there. Uh, It is the meat harvest. The incenses are copal, sandalwood, uh, mastic resin, benzoin, sweetgrass, wormwood, mud, wort, sage, but not white sage, and myrrh or patchouli, unless you're you're part of that culture. Yep, yep. Uh, so your tools are your besom or your broom, cauldron, tarot, obsidian ball, pendulum, runes, ogums, Ouija boards, uh, but be cautious using those divination tools, uh, black cauldron or bowl filled with black ink or water, or a magic mirror. Stones for this time of year are black obsidian, jasper, carnelian, onyx, smoky quartz, jet, and bloodstone. Ooh. The symbols and decorations are apples, autumn flowers, acorns, bats, black cats, bones, corn stalks, colored leaves, crows, uh, death or dying, divination, and the tools associated with it, ghosts, gourds, Indian corn, jack-o'-lanterns, nuts, oak leaves, pomegranates, pumpkins, scarecrows, scythes, and the waning moon. The foods are apples, apple dishes, uh, cider, meat. Traditionally, this meat is the meat harvest, like I stated before. So especially pork uh, is, uh, foods also include mulled ciders with spices, nuts representing resurrection and rebirth. pomegranates, potatoes, pumpkins, anything pumpkin related like bread, pie, roasted seeds, mm. uh, or and squash. The, gar- the goddesses for this particular holiday are the crone, Hecate, uh, Caridwin, Arianne Hood, uh, Kaylee, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, Alex, Bath, uh, Persephone, Heal, Kali, and All Death and Other World Goddesses. The gods are the Horned Hunter, Kronos, Kronos, sorry, I always say that. Um, Osiris, Hades, uh, Gwyn Apnud, Anubis, Peyote Brother, Loki, Erewhon, and sacrificial, dying, aging gods, death and other world gods. Herbs and flowers are almonds, apple leaf, 
Autumn uh, Joy Sedum, Bailey, Calendula, Cinnamon, Cloves, Cosmos, Garlic, Ginger, Hazelnut, Hemlock, Cones, Mandrake Root, Marigold, there you go, Mums, Mugwort, uh, to aid in divination, Mullen Seeds, Nettle, Passion Flower, Pine Needle, Pumpkin Seeds, uh, Rosemary for Remembrance of Our Ancestors, Rue, Sage, Sunflower Petals and Seeds, Tarragon, Wild Ginseng, and Wormwood. And I would say be careful with some of those because I know they're on the poison list. So mm -hmm. yeah, just be careful if you're using them or don't use them if you're worried about it. Animals are the stag, cat, bat, owl, jackal, elephant, ram, scorpion, heron, crow, and robin. Its magical beings are the puka, goblins, medusa, uh, beans, sheed, and herpes. Its dynamics or meanings is death and transformation, uh, Wiccan New Year, uh, wisdom of the crone, end of summer, honoring, thinning of the veil between worlds, death of the year, time outside of time, night of the wild hunt, and begin new pro projects and end old projects. So in this, you can work on sex magic, release of bad habits, banishing, fairy magic, divination of any kind, candle magic, astral projection, past life work, dark moon mysteries, mirror spells or reflection, casting protection, inner work, uh, uh, profit, profitation. Yep, profitation. <coughs> Clearing obstacles, uncrossing, inspiration, workings of transition or a collimation, manifesting transformation, creative visualization, and contacting those who have departed this point. Its purpose, as we well know, <clears throat> is honoring the dead, especially departed ancestors, uh, knowing they will not be forgotten. Clear knowledge of our past, guidance, protection, and celebrating reincarnation. Rituals and magic uh, are foreseeing the future, honoring and canceling um, and consulting ancestors, releasing the old, power, understanding death and rebirth, entering the underworld, uh, divination, dance of the dead, fire calling, and past life recall. And some things you can do um, on this are uh, make an ancestor altar, costumes, divination, you can carve jack-o'-lanterns, uh, you can make a spirit plate, uh, you can and the feast of the dead, uh, feasting, um, or what they call a dumb supper um, in some places, where you don't speak when you eat. Um, paying debts, stairs, uh, drying winter herbs, masks, bonfires, apple games, uh, tricks, and washing clothes. So the element is water, the gender is male, and its threshold is midnight. All right, so let's get you some history. So <laughs> Halloween's origin date. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festivals of Samhain, as Brooke has mentioned. The Celts who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France, celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to Earth. 
In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. Uh, to commemorate the event, Druids built huge and sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities during the celebration. Uh, during the celebration, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. When the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires, which they had extinguished earlier that evening, from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of, Celt of the Celtic territory. In the course of the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celt celebration of Samhain. The first was Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of this celebration to Samhain probably expands the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Halloween. Um, but what about the traditions and beliefs that, uh, that today's trick-or-treaters have forgotten all about? Many of these um, obsolete rituals focused on the future instead of the past and the living instead of the dead. In particular, many had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that they would someday, with luck, by next Halloween, be married. In the 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. In Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that an eligible young woman name uh, a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. The nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding, um, the story went, as the story went, represented the girl's future husband. In some versions of the legend, the opposite was true. The nut that burned away symbolized a love that would not last. Another tale had it that if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed, on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband. Um, Young women tossed apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor the shape of their future husband's initials. Um, tried to learn about their futures by peering at egg yolks, floating in a bowl of water, and stood in front of mirrors in darkened rooms, holding candles and looking over their shoulder for their husband's faces. Which, uh, mirrors, no thank you. <laughs> Other rituals were made competitive. At some Halloween parties, the first guest to find a burr on a chestnut would be the first to marry, and others, the first successful apple bobber would be the first down the aisle. Of course, whether we're asking for romantic advice or trying to avoid seven years of bad luck, each one of these Halloween superstitions relies on the goodwill of the very same spirits whose presence the early Celts uh, felt so keenly. So all things same. Now, hear me out, it does relate. On May 13th, 1609 AD, Pope Beneface, uh, Benefish, the fourth dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs and the Catholic feast of all martyrs day was established in the Western church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. By the ninth century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands where it gradually blended with a uh, supplanted older Celtic rites. 
In 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain, with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes of saints, angels, and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows, or Hallowmas, where Middle English All Hallowmas, meaning All Saints Day, and the night before it, the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows' Eve and eventually Halloween. During the festival, poor citizens would beg for food and families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return for their promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. The distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace the ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. The practice, which was referred to as going a souling, was eventually taken up by children who would visit the house in their neighbor houses in their neighborhood and be given ale, food, and money. The tradition of dressing in costume for Halloween has both European and Celtic roots. Hundreds of years ago, winter was an uncertain and frightening time. Food supplies often ran low for the many people afraid of the dark and the short days of winter were full of constant worry. On Halloween, when it was believed that ghosts came back to the earthly world, people thought that they would encounter ghosts if they left their homes. To avoid being recognized by these ghosts, people would wear masks when they left their homes after dark so that the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. On Halloween, to keep ghosts away from their houses, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to appease the ghosts and prevent them from attempting to enter. Um, it's also why um, like, we light candles and leave them in windows. It's to help guide the spirits through. Uh, and hopefully the Anguins don't come to our house. <laughs> yeah, that's jack-o'-lanterns too. Yeah. It? it was originally made out of yeah, those are frightening. Oh, okay. yeah. oh my god. <laughs> um, so Halloween comes to the Americas. <laughs> and um, I said Americas because like the websites I was using kept being like, oh, it came to America. We live in Canada. So I'm going to say the Americas because we live on the North American continent. Um, the celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the Southern colonies as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Uh, colonial Halloween festivals uh, festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato famine, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. Love the Irish. Um, so a history of trick-or-treating. Uh, borrowing from European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money. Bitch, please give me money. <laughs> a practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treating tradition. Young women believed that on Halloween day, they would cut, they, <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> Let's try that again. Young women believed that on Halloween, they could divine the name or appearance of their future husbands by doing tricks with yarn, apple paring, pairings and or a mirror wonder where they got that from in the late 1800s there was a movie or the nah, fuck 
let's try that again. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focused on games, foods of the season, and festive costumes. Parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. How rude. Because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. 20th century ruins everything. Maybe that's just 2020, I mean. But technically in the 21st century. You know what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so um, my last little bit is Halloween movies. So scary Halloween movies have a long history of being uh, box office hits because who doesn't love a good scare? Classic Halloween movies include the Halloween franchise. In the movie, a young boy named Michael Myers murders his 17-year-old sister and is committed to jail only to escape as a teen on Halloween night and seek out his old home and a new target. No, I love the Rob Zombie version. Oh, God, they're my everything. And so gory. Oh, love it. Considered a classic horror film uh, down to its spooky soundtrack, it inspired 11 other films in the franchise and other slasher films like Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th. More family-friendly friendly Halloween movies include Hocus Pocus, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Beetlejuice, and It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, my favorite Halloween movie um it's trick or treat i absolutely love sam he does this stabby mcstab stab with a lollipop and oh my goodness and i just saw pumpkin head for the first time um last night and it's a movie that came out in 1988 uh but absolutely loved it so well done um now i've told mike to download all the other ones because it's an absolute must watch now here is the argument. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween or a Christmas movie? I think it's both. It is both. I it think is definitely both. Is both. For us, it is both. But I know that argument is, you know, floating around on the internet. Tell us what you think. We'll put, um, we'll put, a, uh, we'll put, a, we'll put a poll on yeah. the uh, Facebook there. And uh, you guys tell us what you think. Um, or email us if you want to. Um, so I am going to go with how to celebrate Suen. Uh, Suen is a time-honored tradition followed by witches, Wiccans, ancient Druids, and countless other modern pagans across the world. Celebrated as October turns to November, uh, Suen is a festival of the dead, meaning summer's end, like we spoke about. Uh, though you're probably, if you look at it, tempted to pronounce it same pain. I used to pronounce it that way. It's actually pronounced Sawin or Sawin. Sawin. I go with Sawin. What is a Suin celebration? Tradition holds that Suin is a celebration of the end of the harvest and the start of the coldest half of the year. And with this tra transition, it's also celebrated as the beginning of the spiritual new year for practitioners, which is also why it's nicknamed the Witch's New Year. Oh, love it. How do you celebrate Suen? Suen is typically celebrated by preparing a dinner to celebrate the harvest. The holiday is meant to be shared with those who have passed on as well as those still with us. Uh, set a place at the table for those in the spiritual plane, providing an offering for them upon every serving throughout the meal. 
In addition to those who have passed, invite friends and family to enjoy the feast with you. Typical beverages include mulled wine, cider, and mead, and are to be shared with the dead throughout the meal. Despite occurring at similar times and containing similar themes, Suin and Halloween actually are not the same holiday. Halloween, which is short for All Hallows' Eve, is celebrated, like we said, around October 31st and tends to be more family focused. On the other hand, Suin is more religious in focus, spiritual, uh, spiritually observed by practitioners. There are some more lighthearted observances in honor of the dead through Suin, but the underlying tone of Suin is one of a serious religious practice rather than a lighthearted make-believe reenactment. Today's pagan Suin rites, while somber and benevolent and although centered on death, do not involve human or animal sacrifices. Another difference between Suin and Halloween is that most Suin rituals are held in private rather than in public. Now, this is argued because every path is different. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to do it, whatever way you want to do it, have, have at it. So, some things you can do on Samhain. Here are a few ideas. You can go for a Samhain nature walk. Uh, take a meditative, meditative walk in a natural area near your home. Observe and contemplate the colors, aromas, sounds, and other sensations of the season. Experience yourself as part of the circle of life and reflect on death and rebirth as being an important part of nature. If the location you visit permits, gather some natural objects and, and place them upon your altar or in your home upon your return. Set up a suin altar. If you're new to the pagan tradition and don't have a permanent altar in place, you can easily set up a table to leave in place for the three days prior to suin. Decorate the altar with symbols of late fall, such as skulls, skeletons, grave rubbings, ghosts, harvest foods, such as pumpkin squash, root vegetables, all of the things we talked about when I spoke about what it was. Have a suin ceremony. And these, again, <coughs> differ. Yeah. Um, you can make it what you want. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even gonna read what they have here because you can. You can make it what you want. You can make an ancestors altar to honor your that. deceased family member. That's what I would be doing as well. And me and Brooke will be celebrating Samhain together. Mm -hmm. So I'm. I'm probably just going to bring my stuff and combine it to your altar for the day, and then. Mm -hmm. um, or we can do it on the concrete. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so guide the spirit. So place a white seven-day candle in the window to guide the dead to the spirit world. Um, we will be using this. Um, it's not exactly a seven-day candle, but it is a dollar store white candle. And that's what we will be using. Yep. Um, which Dollar Tree was out of color candles today. Like, fuck that. Really strange. I've never, I, yeah, I've never, right? seen, I've never, never seen them out of that stuff. <laughs> so visit a cemetery. Another way to honor the passing of family and friends is to visit and tend their gravesite. Hit pause. As we mentioned, Suin is also a time to celebrate life in contrast to death, which makes it a great moment to stop and introspect. Reflect on you and your life over the past year. Review journals, planners, photographs, blogs, and other notations you have created during the past year. Consider how you have grown, accomplishments, challenges, 
adventures, travel, and learning. Meditate, journal about your year in review, your meditation, and your reflections. You can hold a seance, which we might be doing. Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and bonfire magic. We can't exactly do that in the area that we are in right now, but uh, I mean, if we had our own property, that would be a thing. A seance? A bonfire. A bonfire. Can uh, we do a little fire pit? Or is it because the trees we can't? So, divinatory guidance. So, you can use your tarot, your runes, your scrying, or some other method of divination, and you can seek and reflect on guidance for the year to come. Write a summary of your process and messages. Select something appropriate to act upon and do it. Uh, so divine invocations, honor and call upon the divine uh, in one or more sacred forms associated with Suin, such as the crone goddess and the horn god of nature. Invite them to aid you in your remembrance of the dead and in your understanding of the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. And I'd like to say only if you follow that. Mm -hmm. Don't take any of these if you don't, you know, if you're one of those practitioners who doesn't follow a god or goddess or doesn't have one yet, don't worry about it. Uh, and herbs and spices. There are many plants that tie in closely to suin. We've named quite a few. You can use them in your cooking and around your house's decorations. Again, some of them are toxic. Please do your research. Yes. And community connection. Connect with others, join in a group ritual in your area, organize a suin potluck uh, in your home, uh, research old and contemporary suin customs in books, periodicals online and through communications with others, exchange ideas, information, and celebration experiences. Uh, now, right now, we can't do that because of COVID, but um, just be safe, guys. Uh, Steph and I are doing it together because we are in our circle of 10. But only because we are in a circle of 10 together. Uh, we are, and it's just the two of us. Yeah, like we're not adding anybody to that. Nope, nope. Um, so uh, I did forget when I said the Suen correspondences, um, those were from paganpages.org. And these, uh, how to celebrate Suen was from uh, Gaia.com. Um, well, no, I was looking at the grimoire for the Green Witch because I love this book. Um, I've yet to purchase that. I do need to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I, was, I was thinking we'd probably do a ritual from this, like, for the two of us. Um, it's a quite a long ritual, but, like, I feel like we're both committed enough to our practice to do a long ritual. Um, <coughs> uh, so, obviously, you you decorate your altar, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it requires, like, the whole ritual is about um, um, celebrating uh, the, the dead and that kind of thing. Uh, so, like, clap or ring, clap or ring a bell three times. I celebrate the dance of life to death to new life and the balance of the cosmos in my life. The last harvest is gathered and stored for the dark months ahead, and the wheel has turned to the time of the hunter. Clapper rings the bell nine times. Um, at this time, uh, at this time is the veil between the world's thin and the gates are thrown open. So do I welcome these spirits who have gone before and the others who pass between two worlds. This is the crone's time, and with the Lord of the Shadows, she is the passage from life to life to life that will that all must take. They give a refreshing rest in the continuous turning of the spiral dance that goes and returns yet over 
yet ever moves on with the ancient ones and then you think like the, the ones that you follow so like for me in Brooklyn would be uh the Moragon and Hecate I move the dance unperturbed love gives strength give to gain hold up wand with open arms great lady fruitful mother you have showered me with your bounty and in this turning of the season I bid you farewell as you walk now as crone with the lord of the hunt I know that within you is yet another fruit waiting to be born and I will bid patience until the mother returns set cauldron on pentacle light black and votive from center altar candle here is the cauldron of endings and new beginnings into the burning flame do I cast my weaknesses and the habits that keep me from question do we have a black yes uh attaining my potential so we're going to write the things that we uh see as weaknesses in ourselves and burn that burn parchment and votive we we're going to use paper when reduced to ash, clap or ring bell nine times, pass white candle through patchouli incense or anoint with patchouli oil, oil. With this candle and by its light, I welcome you spirits of this Samhain night. Use this white candle or jack-o'-lantern, hold, and it's like, I have Heather flower, but most people won't. Use what feels right to you, hold it above your altar. I call upon the power of this herb to bless this house and the spirits that come to visit and then drop the heather into the cauldron. The air is purified and made pleasant for spirits and others who may call upon me, blessed be. Hold an apple above the altar. I call upon the Lord and lady to bless this fruit to the food for the dead. Let any who visit find sustenance in this apple whose center reveals the pentagram and reminds us of the promise of the lady of passage from one life to the next. May the spirits who pass here move on refreshed. So mote it be, clap or ring bell three times, Furry apple outside after Sabbath concludes. Um, so that's really just like, I think it's a really great one. Um, so I think we're going to try and do it. I think it's going to be funny for us to try and like say these words aloud um, as we have a hellhound trying to attack us, uh, as we're trying to be cute and witchy outside uh, in our, um, we have Sarah, like um, ceremony dresses. We ritual garb. Ritual, ritual garb. Yeah, we have ritual gowns, and they're nothing special. Uh, like mine, I got from uh, Giant Tiger. Um, here in Canada, for you guys uh, in America, it may be Target. I don't know if you guys have Giant Tiger. Um, but mine's a black dress, um, with like flowers on it. And I think Brooks, you have a skirt, right? You you don't have like a ritual dress. Today, I have right? a ritual dresses. Okay, you have three of them. So yeah, she has a ritual dress. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I may find a different one that I like this year. Mm -hmm. So it, it really depends on the person at this point. It depends on what you feel comfortable doing your ritual in. Yeah. It could be sweatpants and a sweatshirt for all we care. Yeah. We're like we're trying to be a little more mysterious this year um because we're, we are a little more serious about it did you leave that door open i thought you closed the bathroom door i did you did okay okay well it's not closed now <laughs> okay it's not I, but i feel like i was looking down and reading sorry i know i just interrupted myself i was reading and then i've looked up after seeing this ritual aloud and her bathroom door is now open for all of you who have listened to our creepy cast, which is not this, this is, which is not out yet, <laughs> which I don't even know if it'll be out when this is out. It's pretty big to edit. Oh, actually, the next we, one I'm editing. Oh, we talked for hours and we did like scary shit. Okay, and her 
fucking bathroom door is open. Son of a bitch. I'm supposed to sleep over here on Halloween? Fuck me. We should also do a dumb supper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll cook something nice and fancy, or we'll just get a rotisserie chicken from my stairs. Or I could make my rotisserie chicken. I could just... Oh no, that would take forever. Yeah, we're just gonna go to theirs and get a real fancy meal. <laughs> and you also have, we also put stuff that um the dead would have enjoyed that we're celebrating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are speaking of eating and suing, there are um some recipes that are specific to suing uh, that you could be putting on your altar and making, like soul cakes. Soul cakes. <laughs> So in the British Isles, the poor often went to prosperous houses on Suen night seeking aid in the form of food, money, and prayers. Uh, they offered prayers in return. Often the people visited provided soul cakes as a sort of payment for the prayers and blessings that they offered to their dead. This dry cookie makes a nice addition to any dumb supper you wish to host. So the ingredients for this are eggs, flour, um, almond and oatmeal flour, they say, make good substitutions. I can't have almond anything. We will have so real flour. We will have real flour because I have a giant 10 kilogram bag. <laughs> yep. Um, 10 pound bag. I think I um, cinnamon, nutmeg, salt, milk, sugar or maple syrup, uh, butter, and a half cup raisins. And I know for a fact that the raisins are optional. Mm. Raisin. Which Steph and I will definitely not be. Um, so this one you specifically preheat your oven to 400 degrees. You beat one egg and set it aside. In a small bowl, combine flour and spices. In a saucepan, heat milk until hot to the touch. In a mixer, cream together the sugar and butter. Add the egg yolks of the remaining two eggs and blend ingredients thoroughly. Add to the flour and mix on high until the mixture crumbles. Gradually add the milk until a soft dough forms. Turn the dough out on a flat, clean surface and knead until it is uniform. Roll into a cylinder and then cut into roughly half-inch slices. Lay out on a baking sheet and brush with the reserved beaten egg. Bake for 15 minutes or until golden brown. Now, I will be putting a variation of this recipe on our Facebook as soon as possible um, so that you guys can have it. Um, and then another one is griddle cakes, which uh, the Irish often serve griddle cakes on soon and all souls day. These, much like pancakes, go best with syrup and hot butter. And they are flour, baking soda, salt, and you can use whole milk or yogurt and sunflower oil or any oil you have on hand at this point. Uh, sift, uh, sorry, sift the dry ingredients together, taking time to whisk with a fork so that the powder blends fine. Add the milk or yogurt a little bit at a time until a dough forms. Shape the dough into two inch circles about half an inch thick and fry in one tablespoon of sunflower oil in a frying pan over medium heat and make sure to brown both sides. And that comes directly from these lovely books that you always hear me read out of for our um, Sabbath, which is the Luland's Sabbath Essentials for Suin, Rituals, Recipes, and Lore for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I do have a few more here. Um, as Steph stated, potatoes were a huge thing uh, in uh, the original Suin culture. And so some of the things are cheesy potatoes, 
uh, which are 12 medium potatoes peeled, cooked, and roughly mashed uh, with eggs, cream cheese, salt, butter, uh, pepper, sour cream, green onions, milk, green onions, green onions, green onions, cheese, uh, and grated tasty cheese. So you will mix potatoes with the remaining ingredients. Mix well, but lightly, do not whip. Place in a greased uh, 20 centimeter round casserole dish and bake in a preheated oven. And this is 150 C uh, for approximately 45 minutes. Um, like I said, a lot of these are potato based. Um, uh, this one is great. Aunt Gladys pumpkin bread, and it is flour, sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, salt, and baking powder. So harvest scalloped corn, which is kernel corn, potato chunks, broccoli florets, celery, carrots, Italian breadcrumbs, sour cream, eggs, milk, garlic powder, and sea salt to taste. And combine the corn, potatoes, broccoli, carrots, and celery. Pour into greased rectangular baking pans. Sprinkle breadcrumbs over the vegetables. Beat eggs, sour cream, uh, milk, and ginger together. Pour over the vegetable mixture and bake at 350 degrees for 35 to 40 minutes. Or until set in the center. And you can find a lot of these recipes online. You just have to look for them. There is also a quickie version of the uh, soul cakes. Um, pumpkin muffins, of course, are very good this time of year. Suin cakes, which are actual cakes, they're not the soul cookies. Remembrance cookies. Um, suin pasta, which is onion, butter, salt, pepper, cooking wine, heavy cream, uh, bay leaf, celery seed, thyme, and fettuccine cook, which sounds absolutely good. And this one says mushrooms, but there's no mushrooms in the actual Okay. Um, cinnamon butter uh, that you can put on things, which is very simple, which is usually just butter, brown sugar, and cinnamon. But you can find many of these recipes, and I will credit them. Uh, at recipesforapagansoul.weebly.com and they are wonderful. Um, I get a lot of my, and then tweak some of the recipes to things that Steph and I can slash like to <laughs> eat. Yes. <laughs> Hence the uh, sands uh, raisins in the <laughs> bowl cakes. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's all we had for you for this, Sue and and I'm going to literally do our, um, I'm going to make sure this one's out for sue -in, So I'm going to edit. Mm -hmm. um, so. Uh, like a mad woman. Yeah. So we recorded together today. Today we spent the day doing a witchy photo shoot, um, which the photos, uh, the ones that we've gotten so far have turned out absolutely beautiful. Um, they're up on our social media sites. Um on our on my personal one so, uh, right now, Brooke might put a couple on hers. Um, we'll probably do a TikTok video about it because we're obsessed. Um, <laughs> and we also went to the antique mall because we are looking. Well, I am looking for a haunted doll with a nice friendly spirit, nothing evil. And uh, don't tell Michael. 
please? So tell Michael what. Exactly. Um, so we went to uh, the antiques place by um, Brooks House and we met a lovely fellow named Gunther. Now, um, we walked around as we always do. We take absolutely too long every time. Um, we're like, the, okay, we're going to be quick. And it, it's never quick. Never quick. Um, to the point where I had had something put to the, or brought to the front and we were there so long that they thought that whoever had asked for it to be put there had A, left, or B, forgotten about it, or C, really didn't want it. Um, so when I got to the front, they're like, oh, God, like, this has been here forever. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is how yeah, it happens. But then I looked at um, the owner. She's a lovely lady. I don't remember her name, though. Uh, I was like, hey, so, like, do you have a ghost problem? <laughs> She's like, she what? wanted exactly like that. I was like, do you have a ghost problem? She's like, we've got spirits, but they're not a problem. I was like, cool, can you tell me some stories? <laughs> just right in the middle there. I was like, can you just stop what you're doing and tell me some stories? <laughs> and she's like, I don't have any because, um, like, I don't have any stories, but, like, Gunther, who's been here, like, forever since before I uh, was uh, in charge of this place, um, he's got some stories for you. So we met this lovely man named Gunther, and he um, told us about um, basically the property and some things that have happened there. So <coughs> before it was an antique um, store, it was a um, before it was an antique store, it was a bookstore, and before that, it was a slaughterhouse uh, that was built in 1920. Um, it was later taken over and it was open until the late 1960s and then it shut down. So during the course of it being open as a meat um, a slaughterhouse, um, a person was killed in the elevator shaft, um, was crushed to death. Um, two people killed themselves and then another person was stabbed to death there. So there's some some violent stuff going on, but also we were wondering because it is an antique place, would there be some ghosts? Because um, we're all about that. And so talking to Gunther, he told us a couple of stories. Like he's like, I can't see them or talk to them, but I can sense when they're there. And I was like, okay, like that makes sense. And he's like, it's been pretty quiet though the past um, five, six years. And Brooke made a comment to me afterwards uh, that makes a lot of sense that maybe um, the spirits aren't strong enough anymore for him to be able to sense it because it's all about energy and not everyone can sense spirits when they're um, at their low point or their low energy. Um, so some stuff and a lot of the stuff, like the stuff that they were dealing with happens like in the upstairs. Now going upstairs, like we haven't had any like haunted experiences, but we definitely felt like different vibes. Um, so he some told pressure. Oh yeah, some pressure, like some, some weird stuff. Um, so when we were talking to him, he told us about a couple of them. So one of them was there was this little girl, um, and he ended up having a friend of his who I could see and talk to spirits um, come in. That's how he knew it was an actual little girl, not something darker pretending to be one. Um, she used to hang around in the downstairs in one of the booths. And he'd put things in place and they'd be moved away. Like move, he'd be like, I, I put this here. Like, why, why is it moved? Uh, figured out it was just a, a, a little girl playing around, having fun. Um, his friend did encourage her to move on to the other side. And it seems that she has. Um, there was a gentleman who was attached to a piece of furniture and he was quite, um, I guess, uh, scary looking. And they, um, 
his friend was able to get that one to move on as well. He's dealt with broken windows and um, things falling to the ground, things moving. Um, like it's just, it's a highly active place to the point where he told us there was this guy um, that came in a van quite often uh, in the past um, with, I guess, like a ghost tracking, like uh, a ghost, uh, like a logo of someone who like hunted ghosts or whatever. And he'd never interacted with that guy, but that guy was there all the time, I guess, doing stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> but he always found it funny because that guy doesn't come anymore. Um, when we found out that the place was built in the 1920s, we're like, okay, obviously there's some history attached to this. Um, we would really love to do like an EVP session there and really see what we find. Brooke here decided to be sneaky sneaky and had her ghost radar on, but super uh, like, I guess the volume turned down all the way, all the way. And, um, and as he was talking, like words came up before, uh, like that were definitely related to the things he was talking about. Um, and it was super funny. And he is into like dousing and all the creepy stuff and like um, looking and he wants to get into a map dowsing. Yeah, map dowsing and I guess it's a way to find like treasure it's, um okay if you think about it this way this is a really movie-esque version of it but it's very similar to when you saw not it, it's similar but not exactly to uh in Charmed where they like search for energy okay um but they only use the pendulum whereas map dowsing you actually have to point to the place on the map and have the pendulum like yeah, out yeah. To the side and the stick does the the pointing and the pendulum just swings when it's the appropriate time yeah um so that's pretty cool <laughs> uh he also <coughs> told us a couple that he had come in um i guess the wife was um was of asian descent and the husband who um was, was that caucasian descent. Ca a caucasian descent had brought a whole bunch of stuff to the front and the wife comes up drops the pendulum and was like uh, I guess you can check if it has good luck or whatnot. I guess it's part of theirs. Um, she's like, no, you can't have that, can't have that, can't have that. Can't. <laughs> Everything he had picked, he was not allowed to have. He was so upset, apparently. Um, and they do it a little differently where they put it over and one way is for good luck and one way for, is for bad yeah. luck. Um, I don't know which way that is. I don't mm -hmm. do that. Um, so um, I'm not entirely sure which way was which way. Yeah. Um, but uh that's that's apparently how they mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. um but then we heard some really super tragic news um as we were leaving gunther told us that the place had been sold and they're tearing it all down to build condos <clears throat> how frustrated are we this place has been open since the 1920s it's clearly still usable and they're going to tear it down to put in condos this is literally like so close to the both of us. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, yes, there's the 400 flea market, but that's like both of us have to drive, or you can just park your car and we can walk our butts basically. Yeah. To to where this is. And I mean, it's it's upsetting. He said yes. two years. So two years. So we, we, gotta time. Get, we gotta get our sh shit done by then. Oh, yeah. But like at the same time, like it's a piece of um very history that that's gonna be down. just torn down and destroyed. And, but I can guarantee tearing that shit down, that is going to stir up some shit. Woo! Good luck to them. 
Um, we would love anything to stop, like to stop that, but obviously the sale's done and it's already too late. But um, yeah. we like it sucks that we've heard about it now. Um, but you know, you might hear more stories about uh, our lovely little antique small. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's all. Or we stuff have. we brought home that has brought stuff home. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's all we have for you today. So you can catch us on Facebook at True North Witches. You can email us at truenorthwitches at gmail.com. You can catch us on TikTok at True North Witches. On Twitter, where we never tweet at True North Witches. On Instagram at True North Witches. Uh, we also have a Patreon. Uh, you can find us patreon.com slash podcast or search us up in the search bar True North uh, we also have a website, so um, you can find us at www.truenorthwitches.com, uh, where we soon we will soon be posting blog um, blogs for you guys, and we will also post those pictures as well. Yes. So, yeah, you'll have those pictures there. Um, we'll do a little bit of an R story. Uh, we'll we'll set it up so it looks a little nice, and possibly link to each of our shops. Mm -hmm. um, so that you have those there because I know we sometimes talk about our shops and then you don't know where to find us. Um, Stephanie just actually came up with her website and I'm working on mine because both of us are sick and tired of Etsy. Because mm -hmm. um, of the fees that we have to pay through that. It's yeah. insane. Um, my uh, personal shop is called uh, Lavender and Rosemary Grove um, where I sell uh, tarot readings and spell jars. Um, <laughs> Now I'm being supported through Wix, so it's, um, you go to Wix.com and then uh, forward slash uh, Rosemary, or Lavender Rosemary Grove. Uh, and I am on Etsy right now, but working on my website, so it will be the same slash, but mine is Rowan and Ashwood, so mm -hmm. uh, you will see us both there, and I do a little bit of everything. Um, I have a couple lavender wax tarts up there. If you don't like burning stuff or can't burn stuff uh, for sleep, I've got spell jars. I've got small spell kits, and I do one and two tarot card uh, pulls for people, depending on what your question is. And uh, stay tuned for some possible merch yeah. for True North Witches. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's all we have for you today. Have a wonderful week, witches. Bye. Bye, blessed be. Thank you.